Maybe you've decided to DIY your brand, and that obviously includes creating your logo design. But now maybe you're wondering how your should logo should actually look, and really what are the good and bad practices when designing a logo? Well, on today's episode, I'll be sharing the five most common mistakes when it comes to solopreneurs DIYing their own logo. So you can either redesign or start and create your brand new logo from scratch to a high standard and hush that voice of, am I doing this right? Welcome to the Brand Made Podcast. Thanks for joining me here, self-made listeners. I'm your host, Olivia Goodner. I want to take a second to quickly go over the seven variations of different logo types. You can have monogram, wordmark, pictorial, abstract mark, mascot, emblem, and combination mark. A logo mark is a symbol of identification, but it's also much more than that. I know a logo is not your brand, but it's still so very important and should be considered really carefully. Your logo can actually really help convey your brand story and help you connect to your ideal audience. It should be designed to make a good first impression with your people and help invite them in to interact with your brand. It's used as a way for your ideal audience to remember you better as well, to distinguish you apart from others. Let's get straight into the five common mistakes I see when business owners start DIYing their own logo. Most business owners go straight into the designing the logo, but you actually need to do research before you even get to that stage. A brand word or name should be heavily researched before you definitely decide to use it. Many of you listening are probably using your name, which you should also make sure is the best option for your brand. So the first thing to think about before choosing a brand name is evaluating it. Is it easy to remember? Is the spelling too difficult, lengthy, too long? Then with research, make sure that the brand name you want to use hasn't already been trademarked. Otherwise, you legally cannot use it. You should also research that if the name or wording you want to use doesn't have any bad connotations to it. You don't want someone researching your brand name and it's linked to or link, uh, linked to or associated with any negativity. There's this content influencer I watch on YouTube and she's called Catherine Manning. But originally she was branded herself as the content bug. And even she's um, posted a video on YouTube explaining um, why she chose that, but why she should have done a lot more research before going with that name. Because when you type in bug into the search engine, it's considered as a negative thing linked to software and computer malfunctions and viruses. And having a bug in like your system. Make sure you're extra careful when choosing your brand name and you are heavily researching into it before making your final decision. Now moving on to the design. So if you've been designing or thinking about including a logo mark with your logo text within your design, there's a few rules you should probably bear in mind here. The main common mistake I see is using too many disconnected elements. Trying to include too much within your logo can actually hurt your brand. When you add four separate elements, it starts to look busy and fragmented. It can even make it less memorable in your ideal customer's mind. Logos are simple, but should be distinctive and show personality. It's going to be hard to balance that, especially if you're not a designer, but by squeezing too much into it can actually make it difficult and confusing for customers to know where they should be focusing on and actually can find it a little bit irritating. 
I'm not saying you have to have a very minimal logo, just text or just a mark, of course. You can include both, but it should be done right. First, your logo element should look as a whole and all belong together. When I say this, I mean your logo typeface you've pictured complement the icon or symbols or illustration you have included as well. The logo should have seamless flow and air about it. I don't mean you have to literally connect everything with a line like dot to dot. You can you, you can obviously have breathing space. Actually, you should have breathing space between elements, but it can't look disjointed. I personally find this one my most annoying logo pet peeve. When I see businesses including generic and obvious marks or symbols within their logo, For example, a photographer includes a camera icon, a wedding cake decorator includes a cake illustration, or a makeup artist includes a makeup brush. Now, don't worry if you have included something like this, you can easily change it. But why do people jump to this? And I think it actually comes from a place of fear. People are worried you don't include it, people won't understand what it is you're offering. But really, these generic marks or symbols are shooting you in the foot. A generic camera logo symbol doesn't really show your brand personality or tell us um, more than what you offer. Your logo is a time to show your brand unique qualities and help you distinct yourself from others within your field. Whereas a generic logo makes your brand look generic. Every photographer uses a camera. It's the tool you all use, but it's really the ideas you have, your personalities, how you even coach your clients behind that camera, how you can make them feel more comfortable so that you can draw out the best results and snap a great photo. Obviously, we still want people to understand what it is that you are offering, especially if you're using your name. People won't know what it is that you're going to be offering. The best way to do this um, is through a short and sweet tagline that clearly explains what you do. For example, you can add simple, simply the wording photographer or preferably go more niche like wedding photographer or family photographer or brand photographer. This is straight to the point and a definitive statement. We don't need a camera icon to tell us you're a photographer. We know what you use. We know the tools that cameras that um, photographers use. So definitely stay away from the generic um, symbols and icons try and show your personality through your logo and use a statement instead the fourth common mistake is choosing an inappropriate font for your logo and brand it's crucial you choose a font that actually matches your brand personality and purpose inappropriate font selections can happen for many reasons firstly it's hard choosing a font because to the untrained eye, a number of fonts can look fairly similar, but you need to look at closely the details. It's good to remember that actually there are some font categories. We have serif, which is usually the more traditional typeface. And then we have the sans serif, that's more the modern or contemporary option. And we also have script, the feminine and handwritten, more natural. Fonts help include a feeling. It can visually inject emotion and character. Remember, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So make sure you're choosing a font that represents your brand well. You also need to be aware of the spacing between letters, which is called kerning and the alignment. 
by having too little space between letters can make it harder to read. Too far apart can also do the same thing too. You need to play around with the spacing of your characters to get the right look and feel and breathing space. More issues can arise when we see logos with two fonts and this usually is due to bad font pairing. The rule of thumb is sticking to a maximum of two fonts. Anymore, it can kind of look messy. Also remember that your fonts shouldn't be in a ring trying to compete in a battle of attention. One should be more dominant and the other one less so. This may seem obvious, but I want to reiterate that dominant font you pick should also be highlighting the most important part of the logo, your company's name. The second font can be used to inform your audience what it is that you do and offer and who you do it for. It's really about creating a balance and a harmony. So if your dominant font is very elaborate and detailed, your secondary font should be far more simple, allowing your fonts to complement each other nicely through their differences. Moving on to the last common mistake, that is color. (laughs) Firstly, because before you even think about color, your logo should work in black and white first. If it doesn't work in black and white, it can't actually fix, be fixed or work better in color. Uh, The thing with color is that it's so influential and fundamentally linked to our emotions. Colour actually helps us navigate around an everyday environment and life without us even realising it. We use colour to identify signals such as traffic lights, green go, amber wait and red stop. Colour is so important it can actually affect our moods and feelings. Importantly, all colour already has a lot of predisposed meanings. So green is usually associated with nature and sometimes can have a negative association with money. Uh, The color yellow is usually associated with joy um, and being bright. Pink is obviously normally associated feminine. We need to be mindful of all these predisposed meanings and associations with the colors that we pick. It's important that you do your research, the right color for your brand personality. It's overly important to use a colour that is part of your brand identity and not just a random separate colour for your logo. If our logo is in a completely different colour to anything else you publish, then it will seem a little bit confusing, detached as well from your brand. Your logo is a representation of your brand, therefore it should align and match with your brand identity and colour palette too. Should also be mindful of pairing colours and looking at the saturations and values. Also make sure you're not trying to use your whole brand colour palette within your logo. More than two colours is a bit of an overkill. Overuse on colours will actually make your brand character and personality unclear and hard to resonate with your ideal audience. Well that is all my wisdom for today. Uh, We've gone through the five most common uh, mistakes within DIY logo designs. Remember to always research your brand name, not to overkill it on details and create focal point. Stay away from generic symbols and icons, how to choose the right font for your brand logo and the power of color. You've now got the handy dandy blueprint and advice in designing the perfect logo design without making any amateur mistakes. If you have made any of these mistakes, Um, just be sure you go and update them and start implementing these tips to improve and up-level your DIY logo. 
I hope to start seeing some really awesome DIY logos from you all and let me invite you to get in touch with me. If you are not in the slightest design savvy or have any interest in DIYing your logo and you would rather purchase a pre-made logo design, my brand shop will be opening so soon with logo templates for you to choose from and brand new bespoke fonts that I have designed specially for you. So definitely do um, go to my website. There is a link in the description bar. Sign up to the email list so that you know as soon as it launches, you can go grab yours. And also if you do sign up to the email list, you do get 10% off as well. So um, there's hope, no harm in going there and grabbing that as well. Thank you to all the self-made listeners for tuning into the Brand Made Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found it helpful, please do share it with your other small business owners. And please do subscribe to this podcast and give a review. Once again, I really appreciate you all and I hope to see you here next week. Have a wonderful day and goodbye for now.